Katie and I enjoyed our time away from you. And you did too. Thank you, Mel. I appreciate that great response. But no, it was good to stand back and really you guys were in our hearts the whole four weeks that we were gone. Really. And we felt at home in our home. But we longed to be back with the people that God has put in our hearts these last three years. You know, as a, as a pastor and a wannabe preacher, those were good messages we heard those last four weeks. But the MCC messages are just a notch above. <laughs> and it's not because of me, but it's because of you and the heart that we have to know God's word together. That makes a difference. So we were in our son-in-law's church. He's just new there. The church has gone through some incredible struggles, but it was obvious by those who remained in the church. These were rock-solid people. And so for our son-in-law and daughter, we had a heart for them and were able to encourage them God is going to establish this church again based on the faithfulness of those who remained. And you know, that is really a picture of what the church is all about, particularly in this day and age. Remember in Hebrews, we went through and it said, looking to Jesus, keep your eye on him, that he's the one that we're looking to as we run the race. And don't lose heart. Don't give up. Hang in there. Be faithful where God has put you. That was true for them. And then we went to our home church. Couldn't even find a seat. And our two pastors, they're too young to preach. (laughs) But boy, those two guys are a preaching team and really know how to encourage one another and to encourage the body of Christ. We were so thankful for Mike and for Kyle and their faithfulness to the word, faithfulness to preach what needs to be preached in these days. Also, while we were home, we learned a new song. We were introduced to a new artist. And to be very honest with you, and this isn't anything new for those of you who have tried to introduce me to some of the music that's out there in the church, the music these days really doesn't cut it. But here was an artist who was writing for this present day. And that song worked its way into Katie's and my heart. And we're going to be singing it just before our communion time. But as Katie and I were learning this song, I was more and more impressed to go into the book of Revelation. And the song title is, Is He Worthy? But in what we'll see here this morning in chapter 5, we will answer that question. And later on, we'll sing that song together. We'll learn it together. And I think it may touch your heart like it touched ours. Is he worthy? 
it might seem that in our day and age that that is really a question of doubt. Is he worthy? Is Jesus Christ worthy of our praise and adoration? Is he worthy? And we get the impression from the world and others that we just need to be quiet about our worship and our love and devotion to Jesus Christ. But on the contrary, on the contrary, we need to lift up our heads and understand that the question, is Jesus really worthy? He is worthy. He is worthy. And we'll see that in the scripture this morning. Let's read that passage, 14 verses in chapter 5. Revelation 5, 1 to 14. And I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll written inside and on the back, sealed up with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll and to break its seals? And no one in heaven or on the earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look into it. Then I began to weep greatly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or to look into it. And one of the elders said to me, Stop weeping. Behold, the lion that is from the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has overcome so as to open the scroll and its seven seals. And I saw between the throne from the four living creatures and the elders a lamb standing as if slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. And he came and took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb each one holding a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to break its seals, for you were slain and purchased for God with your blood men from every tribe, tongue, people, and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to our God and they will reign upon the earth. Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne and the living creatures and the elders and the number of them was myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. And every created thing which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth, on the sea, and all things in them, I heard saying, To him who sits on the throne, and to the Lamb, be blessing, and honor, and glory, and dominion, forever and ever. And the four living creatures kept saying, Amen. 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 And the elders fell down and worshipped. 
Father, help us now to really participate in what we have just read. Give us understanding. Give us insight. Open our eyes. Open our hearts. And allow us to see Jesus, the one who is worthy to open the scroll and for what is coming ahead for us in this world until we see Jesus. We pray in his precious name. Amen. We have to back up a little bit by the fact that this is a, we dove into the fifth chapter, but there's some chapters that follow that will give us a little bit more insight into what is going on here. John is in exile on the Isle of Patmos. He was imprisoned as a Christian. He is instructed to write a book of all he sees and send it to seven churches. He sees a door open in heaven and hears the sound of a trumpet and is invited to come up to heaven. He describes what he sees. He writes what he hears. The prologue continues in chapter 4. John hears four living creatures saying, Worthy are you, our Lord and our God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and because of your will, they existed and were created. Prologue continued in chapter 5, verses 1 to 3. John sees a strong angel saying, Who is worthy to open the book? and to break its seals. I'm not the only one that weeps when particularly getting to be an old man. I've never been an old man before, so <laughs> I'm, I, I'm practicing this. I'm trying to get through this. I'm trying to learn how to be an old man to a place where I'm getting comfortable with my tears. I trust that you, like John, can get a hold of what this Christian life is about. And I would pray for each of you that you learn how to weep, not for feeling sorry for yourself or for being discouraged or downcast, but for the beauty, the privilege of walking with Jesus Christ. Maybe it was just last week you accepted him. Maybe it's been a year now. Maybe it's been 10 years. Or perhaps, like myself, it's been 60 years ago that I've walked with the Lord. But I feel that these tears are tears of loving him and wanting to get closer to him and to share about the precious relationship that is possible for us as believers. So I'm not ashamed of these tears. And I trust that you'll learn to not be ashamed of yours. When you've prayed through a hard situation and he's faithfully answered, weep, weep because of who he is, how majestic he is, how worthy he is of our praise and adoration. John weeps because no one was found worthy to open the book or to look into it, to tell us what's coming, to tell us 
how to be prepared to be in a state when all things are stormy and unreasonable around us to be able to be at peace picture of peace is when we're in the midst of the storm and like Jesus we can go to sleep in the back of the boat I don't think I've gotten there yet but I trust that you're close to getting there because no one was found worthy to open the book or to look into it John wept our first point then is what did John see the lion of Judah the root of David as affirmed in the scriptures Genesis 4 9 8 to 12 Judah your brothers shall praise you Judah is a lion's cub he crouched as a lion the scepter shall not depart from Judah nor the ruler's staff to him shall the obedience of the people be binding his foal to the vine and his donkey's coat to the choice vine he has washed his garments in wine and his vesture in the blood of grapes that's speaking of the Messiah the Holy One the majestic one the worthy one Jesus the root of David the lion of Judah he's a fierce lion but as C.S. Lewis says is he a tame lion and the answer was no he's not a tame lion he's fierce in his love and his purpose and his focus on bringing his children home to bringing us all home safely is he worthy of our praise of our trust and the understanding that we can put our trust wholly completely in his hands and trust him for whatever happens to you maybe you're right in the middle of a very hard situation in your own life the life of your family your work situation your health condition is he worthy of your praise and trust yes he is he's affirmed in the scriptures second Samuel 7 16 and your house and your kingdom shall be made sure forever before me your throne shall be established forever who is this addressing this is concerning David he is the root of David Jesus Christ your house and your kingdom shall be made sure forever before me your throne shall be established forever did David rule forever no he died but who carried on that as we follow through the Old Testament and Old Testament survey that our sister Makiko led this last year we find out that Jesus arises as the son of David the Messiah Messiah he is the one who carried on the throne of David to be a throne forevermore and then in Isaiah 11 1 to 2 there shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse and the branch from his roots shall bear fruit and the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him 
and the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Those words were given as a prophecy by Isaiah concerning the stump of Jesse. That stump, that tree of Jesse was cut down and would be no more except for God's persistence, God's promise, his covenant. And David, the son of Jesse, became a sprout that sprouted up. And not only does that prophesy concerning those who followed then faithfully all the way up to Jesus Christ, but those of us who have been implanted have become part of that root. We are a privileged people who know Jesus Christ and have a relationship with him. The one who has the spirit of the Lord, spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, and the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. The Lion of Judah, the Root of David, but he's also the Lamb of God. And John says, And I saw between the throne with the four living creatures and the elders a lamb standing as if slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent out into all the earth. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. Who is the one? This is a question now, and I want you to answer correctly. Who is the one that he's talking about? That he took the book out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. Who are these? First of all, the lamb standing as if slain. But the picture that John saw was not a slain lamb as if he was slain, but he was made whole. He was the resurrected Christ. I'll just use an insight that Katie has shared with some of us just these last few weeks about why was it that after Jesus was resurrected from the dead, that nobody recognized him by his looks? Did you ever think about that in scripture? He walked out there amongst them, and they thought that he was just another person they didn't recognize him but they had been with him for three years very closely related to him but they didn't recognize him they didn't even recognize him when Mary met him in the garden she thought he was the gardener but when did she recognize him when he spoke when he said her name and that was the case in each of the cases when Jesus presented himself to the disciples. It was when he spoke. They recognized him. They knew who he was. And why? Did he change in his looks? I think he did. Katie is surmising from some Old Testament scriptures that says he was not pleasant to look at. There was nothing in him, it says, in his countenance. We picture of him as a very good-looking man and a muscular and probably not. Probably not. But on his resurrection, he was a perfect man. Perfect in all his ways. And the look on his face was different. 
because he was resurrected. And you know what? When we are resurrected, we won't be recognized by the looks on our face. I wish I was back when I was about 19. You should have seen how good looking I was. (laughs) The older we get, the uglier we get. And we try to fight against it and fight against it, trying to straighten out our skin and make it look good. Don't waste your time. The resurrection is coming. Don't waste your money on Max Factor products or whatever the going cosmetics are. It's not worth it. Enjoy being like me. Enjoy being like Jesus. He's the beautiful one. He's the majestic one. And he came and he took the book out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. What does that statement mean? It means that he knew where the right, where the power, where the might was because he was obedient to the Father. And the right hand means he has the control. He's the one in control of the whole world with the authority and the power to grant his son the privilege to open the scrolls of what is to happen in the book of Revelation. And we are very near to many of those things. And we should be picking up our ears, sharpening our understanding of what the book of Revelation is about. Verses 6 and 7, a lamb standing as if slain, and he came and took the book. As if slain, and he came and took the book. He was the only one worthy to open the book or the scroll as the actual word is. And when he had taken the book, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb to know the authority of Jesus Christ is to know salvation in our day and age. We are very close to that. And then in 9 and 10 it says, and they sang a new song saying, Worthy are you to take the book and to break its seals. You were slain and purchased for God with your blood. Men from every tribe and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to our God. And they will reign. Where? Upon the earth. Are we reigning right now? In Christ, we are reigning. In him, we haven't made it to heaven's shores, but we should be reigning in our jobs, in our homes, in our relationships, in our personal relationships, because he has redeemed us. He's given us salvation and changed our whole being and outlook in our lives. Last night, we were sharing with a couple of young men, friends of Ken, by the way, They haven't come to faith in Jesus Christ yet. But we were sharing with them what a difference it would make in their lives to believe in Jesus Christ. 
to receive him as Savior. And they started talking about their friend Ken, their experience that they had in living in Ken's home and observing their family as a Christian family. We need to learn to reign in our families, in our homes, in our jobs, in our neighborhoods, on the train, on the street. We are kings and priests, made so by Jesus Christ, and they will reign upon the earth. Verses 9 and 10, and they sang a new song. Verse 11, Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne and the living creatures and the elders, and the number of them was myriads of myriads and thousands and thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. Verse 13, And every created thing which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all things in them I heard saying, and the four living creatures kept saying, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshipped. We're going to receive communion this morning. This is our custom on the first Sunday of the month. And I want us to receive this communion in a slightly different way in which we've done it before. Yes, we'll have the bread and the wine. But I would like us to listen to a song. This song is the one that I referred to earlier in my message. Sung by and composed by Andrew Peterson, who says that in the first 10 years of his writing songs, he was focused on the cross. But in the last 10 years, he's become more and more aware that we need to give attention to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Yes, the cross is important. That is the entrance. That is the way in which to enter the kingdom of God. Acknowledging your sin, knowing that you are a sinner and you need a savior. But the great thing that we miss is we miss, in fact, the world doesn't even know hardly what Resurrection Day is. They think it's Easter. But Easter is from a pagan religion. That name, that word, and all the paraphernalia with it. And it really does not speak to the life of Jesus Christ in us today. We need to focus on the fact that Jesus Christ lives in me. The resurrected Jesus Christ lives in me. I am dead in Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. That's our celebration. And that brings us to a place of understanding how worthy he is. Father, as we sit here silently, you are worthy. You are to be praised. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, thank you for coming to dwell with us, to be our God, to receive our praise and worship. And now as we celebrate this bread and wine, 
We thank you that we reflect back on the cross. The work is done. Our sins have been paid for. The resurrection has happened and taken place. The grave is empty. You are the risen Lord, the one who stands as if slain. But you are our Lord and our God. We worship you this morning. Thank you for the bread. Thank you for the wine. Thank you for your body. Thank you for your blood that cleanses us. Amen.